To celebrate the month of February, I'm going to share with you how you can fall back in love with content creation. We know that it is a staple as an entrepreneur and small business owner. You need to show up. You need to tell people about your brand and your business. So let's light that spark again and make it fun, shall we? This is the Authentic Brand Builders Podcast with Michelle Knight. Authentic Brand Builder. Welcome back to the Authentic Brand Builders podcast. I am Michelle Knight and I'm excited for today's episode where we're talking all about content creation. If you didn't already know, I am very much obsessed with content creation. I have been online creating content since 2016 when I first launched my business into the world. And I I'm going to pat myself on the back a bit and say that I have been so consistent with my content creation. And so much of that really is because I have found a way to love the process. Now, if you're not there yet and content creation just feels like a box that you have to tick, I'm hoping that today's episode makes it a lot easier for you and maybe ignites a spark for you because the reality of it is you can't avoid it. You can outsource it all you want, but at the end of the day, you're still going to play a role in the content creation. Even some of the biggest brands in your industry and have a team that might be distributing the content, it's still most likely their face, their voice, their ideas. So how can we make content creation more fun for you? How can I help you fall back in love with the process, which is kind of the premise of today's episode, I'm going to share with you five different ways that have really helped me enjoy the process. And I got a lot to share. So we're just going to jump right into it. So the very first thing is if you are not consistent with your content creation or if content creation feels like a constant hurdle, it's probably because you don't have systems in place. Now, don't get mad at me. Don't turn off this podcast. I talk about systems a lot, but they really are the fundamentals of consistently doing anything. You have to have systems in place that support you in your desires, in your goals. And so if your goal is to show up and create content and distribute that content and market your business, we need to have systems that help you do that. So the very first thing, and this this first one, the systems is kind of like a two-parter. We got A and B. So part A of the system is where you are showing up. Most of you are showing up or trying to show up in way too many places out of the gate. You need to focus more on being consistent and really great on one to two platforms rather than mediocre on four to five because the mediocre content is not gonna do well. We need to have quality in our content. And yes, you can scale. Like I share, I'm on so many different platforms now, I've scaled. But there have been times where I scale a little bit too much, I do it for 30 days and I take note, ooh, I'm slacking in different areas or this is becoming really challenging. I scale back, I fine tune my process, and when I'm ready, I can add that other platform again. So where you're showing up is really, really important. Now, in the past, uh, I used to talk about, and so many entrepreneurs used to talk about, that where you show up is dependent on your audience. I don't entirely think that's true anymore. 
Why? Because just like we as marketers are taking an omni-channel approach, meaning that we're on multiple channels to market our business, consumers are also taking an omni-channel approach, meaning that most likely your ideal customer is on multiple platforms. They are consuming content on multiple different channels. And so I put less emphasis on digging deep and trying to figure out where my ideal customer is. And I start to think about, you know, where is it going to be easier for me to show up? What is my capacity? So if you know that creating videos takes so much time and energy, then I probably wouldn't start there because your capacity is going to be a lot lower. If you're naturally really great at writing, then that's the direction that I would take. So, you know, there's three different kind of ways to create your content. There's writing your content, there's video, and then there's audio podcasting typically is the only one for that one. And so it's really important to understand like, what are your strengths? What is going to be the easiest for you to churn out the content? And then figuring out what are the platforms to put that on. And the great news, my friend, is that blogging, podcasting, video, writing captions, all of the different things like work on so many different platforms. Let's use YouTube as an example. Podcasting is doing really well on YouTube music right now. And so many people are doing podcasts like this, video podcasting. But you don't even have to do a video podcast. You can do an audio and just upload it to a standard image. And then it applies to YouTube music. You can, if if audio is where you lead, you can transcribe that and turn that into a blog. So we're going to talk a little bit more about repurposing because of course that's going to be one of our steps coming soon. But where you show up really depends on your capacity and your strengths. So first you need to do a little audit. Where do you wanna show up? What feels like the most fun? What are you really good at? What's natural to you? And maybe what's not gonna take as much time for you to push out the content? Now I've shared this many, many times, but if you're not already familiar, I've been doing video for years and I find it a lot easier for me to record a video and then turn that into audio and turn that into a blog post and then clip the video and turn that into social media content. That's just how I love delivering content. So we really need to think about this. If you're going to fall back in love with content creation, then you need to do what feels exciting for you. So that's part A, okay? Part B of systems is your schedule. So many of you are just fitting in content creation where you can, in between things. You don't have a set content schedule worked into your calendar, and it really is necessary to work it into your calendar. So for so many of you, and this is the same for me, You need one day a week that is dedicated to content creation. One day a week. Now, I prefer Mondays because I just love to kick the week off knowing that my whole week is scheduled. But when I was working a nine to five, it used to be Sundays. Find what works best for you. But on that content creation day, the goal is that you are creating your content and you are scheduling your content. It's not about you maybe recording something and then the next day is this and the next day is that and the next day is that and it's like split up throughout the whole entire week. The goal is that you're getting it all done. Now, little caveat here and just a little bit from, you know, my workflow is that we are obviously taking a video and we are editing that video and we are also editing a podcast and we are doing all of that. And I am so fortunate to have 
two team members that support me in that process. So that is broken up throughout the week based on their schedule. But I am creating my content during my content creation process. So a suggestion would be once you've determined where you're going to be showing up online, you pick a day of the week, you create the content that you need to create. Is it a podcast? Is it a video? Is it a blog? More on why I'm focusing on those three in just a minute. And then you want to actually record or write, do the things that you need to do. When we dive into repurposing, you're also repurposing your content on that day as well. So my Monday, this is being recorded on a Monday, I record my podcast and then it gets sent to my husband (laughs) and he edits the podcast and he edits the video. What I'm doing then after I record the podcast is I'm scheduling all my Pinterest stuff for the week, which is repurposed content. I'm scheduling all my YouTube shorts for the week, which is repurposed content. I'm scheduling all of my Instagram for the week, whether I am pre-scheduling it inside of a scheduler or what I like to do is kind of post it the day of, but I know exactly what I'm posting on each day of the week. It's all planned out and it's all written, which is really important. If I need to create any new reels, I'm doing that as well. And then I'm writing my emails. So all of that is getting done. And I know for some of you that might seem incredibly overwhelming, but just a reminder back to the beginning of this episode, I have been doing this for almost eight years. So I have practiced. My systems are very tight. They are refined. The way that I create my content, all of that, it's tried and true for me. You will get there. I promise if you stick with it and you really focus on refining, getting really good at the process before you add on to it. Now, a little note before we move on to number two, which is all about repurposing. Your systems rely heavily on the type of content that you are creating. I really, truly believe that. And I really believe that every single business owner, especially if you are a solo business owner or you have maybe even just one team member, a VA that does a couple hours for you, you know, every week, We need to be focused on evergreen content that is optimized for search engines. I know you've heard me talk about this before. I stand by it. I will probably always stand by it. Not only is this going to help you in the long run when it comes to sustainability, because you are creating content that lives longer. A YouTube video can drive traffic for years and years and years. I have a YouTube video on market research that is doing so well on YouTube right now. It's getting me hundreds of subscribers every single month from this one video that I created almost three years ago. That's what I mean by evergreen content. It's also search engine optimized. So it's going out on a platform that uses keywords, you know, like YouTube, as I've talked about, like blogging, Pinterest, these different platforms I often talk about here on the podcast. That's really going to help you in terms of sustainability. That content keeps performing for you even when you might take a break or you might step away from creating brand new content. You're still getting leads and sales from the previous content you've created. But there's a second piece to this. When you focus on evergreen content, which is typically more long form content, think anywhere between 10 to you know 40 minutes maybe for a podcast episode or a blog that takes maybe 10 minutes to read, YouTube video, anything like that, you're giving yourself more to work with when it comes to repurposing. You can then take that long form content and break it up into social media content. And this is really important because so many entrepreneurs are like, I want to be on social media, but it's so hard. 
And that goes back to what we talked about in regards to capacity. You might not have the capacity to create something new every single day, multiple times a day for these platforms. If you just change your system and you just change how you're creating your core content, it's actually going to make showing up a hell of a lot easier. So I'm super passionate about this. And if you don't already have these pieces in place, now is the time to do that. I promise you. I promise you. I've done it enough. I've helped enough entrepreneurs with this process. It saves you so much time. It will help you enjoy the process. Okay? So number two is all about taking that a step further and actually repurposing that content. Now, I have a lot of videos and a lot of blogs all on the process of repurposing, so I'm not going to get into the whole nitty-gritty of how to repurpose. But what I am going to tell you is that it is easier than it has ever been to repurpose your content. If you are not repurposing your content, you are missing out. You are wasting time. And I say that with uh, love because that's the point of today's episode. I'm telling you this because I love you. It is so easy for you to take one piece of content and stretch it out and make it last and turn it into so many different types of content. Recently, I sent an email series all about branding. It was called Branding Unmasked, and it was like a four-day series. Fun fact, that series was actually repurposed from 2019. Want to talk about repurposing? There's the first step. Then I took each of those emails, which I wrote, my original thoughts, my original concepts, all my original copy, and I fed them into ChatGPT. Last week, we talked about using AI for your business, and this was one of my favorite ways to do it. I fed each of those into ChatGPT, and I asked it to give me very specific content for social media. I said, help me come up with five different real ideas from this content. Create three different carousels. Pull out four different quotes that I could use. And it all wasn't amazing. Some of it I was like, oh, this isn't great. I'm not going to share it. But it gave me ideas. But what it did gave me, it gave me like two weeks worth of content from one email. And I'm still sharing that online. And some of them, I even went as far as just sharing the exact same piece three different ways. So I shared a quote about one concept. I turned that into a carousel, which was basically just the caption turned into a carousel, posted a different day, and I made a reel about it. If you are not repurposing your content, you are wasting time and you're losing money. It's so easy to show up online. It really is when you have these pieces in place. So some of my favorite ways to repurpose content, which will help you get on more platforms with ease, is obviously taking video, breaking it up. Now you can use a tool called Descript, or if you wanna automate the entire process, I have been using a tool called Opus Clip, and it is AI generated, and you pop in your video link, and it breaks up all the videos with captions, and you can use those on multiple platforms. This is working so well for me to show up on YouTube Shorts and Pinterest, and I'm also using them sporadically on Instagram as well. We already talked about being able to take a transcript or an email and asking ChatGPT to help you break it up into various pieces of content. If you are recording a podcast, there is no reason why that podcast should not also be a blog post. Using a tool like Descript or even ChatGPT, although I have better luck, I think, with Descript, put the audio in there, ask it 
its AI tool to create your blog post. Again, we're talking an extra 10 to 15 minutes that is now going to give you another platform, another way to get in front of your ideal customer, another way to extend the life of your content. So repurposing, something I've been doing for eight years now, I can tell you because I've done it consistently for eight years. I've taught it. I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs master the art of repurposing. I've been doing it in various forms. It is so easy to do now. If you're not already doing it, make this a top priority. I promise you, when you realize how much time you're saving and also your reach, how your reach is expanding to new people, you will fall in love with the process. In fact, you'll start to say, how can I repurpose this? How can I repurpose this? And that goes down to every single thing that you are doing. If you are working with clients, if you are uh, leading group calls, if you're doing a guest expert training, look at ways to even repurpose those recordings. You might not just be posting the recording as it is, but how could you break that up? Is there something, a concept that you presented that was really, really great? Can you turn that into a carousel? So on and so forth. So it's not always about creating something new. What it's really about is extending the life of your content and making it work for you so much longer than just posting once and forgetting about it. As you can tell, super passionate about repurposing. There's a bunch of blog posts. There's some podcast episodes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I have an entire YouTube video on how I've repurposed my content, teaching you the step-by-step process. We'll link that in the show notes for you if you want to check it out. Okay, number three, lead with story. Okay, digital storytelling, I'm obsessed with it. You should be obsessed with it. And I have found that when I am feeling stuck in my content or my content is feeling mm, less than inspiring, it's usually because I'm in a very educational place. I'm sharing a lot of how-tos, tips and tricks. And while those are amazing and can be incredibly helpful for getting you in front of your ideal customer, I find that when I'm most lit up, And when I'm feeling like my most authentic self, it is always when I am telling stories online. And we know that storytelling is only going to enhance your content, of course. And we also know that storytelling helps build connection and builds trust with your audience. But I think there's this other piece of it where storytelling and sharing your own stories and lessons that you've learned and experiences that you've had can be so inspiring as a creator. So if you're feeling like you are running out of content ideas or you just don't really love the process, we need to reignite the fire and I want you to challenge yourself to share stories about your experience. Now, One minor little detail here. Unless you are an influencer, and by influencer, I mean somebody who is just primarily focused on brand deals with different companies, these stories need to be focused in on your ideal customer. So that's like gonna be 99.8% of you watching right now. You are selling a product, you are selling a service, you are selling a digital good, you are selling a physical product, I don't care what it is. You have a niche that you are owning. So your stories need to connect to your ideal customer. So when you are thinking about these experiences, again, I want you to think about like 
every day-to-day thing that is happening. And I promise that this is this gets easier the more that you do it. But I was making sourdough the other day, all right? And I was thinking about an analogy between being really bad at sourdough in the beginning to it becoming like, oh my, I could do it in my sleep. And that was all through repetition and consistency and just getting started and being bad on it, being bad at it is okay in the beginning. And in my head, I'm thinking, wow, this really relates to my ideal customer and content creation. So it will become easier to have those moments. But right now you're going to challenge yourself walking through the grocery store, in the shower, uh, sitting down every morning and just thinking of different things that have happened that you can share that can build trust and connection with your audience, building up a bank of those, and then making a little note on how it connects to your ideal customer. That's all you have to do. You do not need to overthink this. You do not need to make it super challenging and complicated. It just You just need to know before you craft that story exactly how it connects to your ideal customer. This is something that I have done so many times in my business until finally this year, I you know really owned the fact that like brand storytelling is my thing and everything that I create moving forward, no matter what it is, is really centered around brand storytelling. But like I said, there have been so many times where I too have felt a little ugh about my content. I didn't, I knew maybe what I wanted to share, but I didn't really want to talk about it in that way. Or I just felt really lost at what I wanted to create content around. Time and time again, when I just focus on sharing stories and I lead with story, meaning that the content itself is highlighting a specific story, it always inspires me and it always makes it more exciting and it always drives up engagement. So while this isn't an episode all about like mastering content creation and, you know, getting more engagement, everything I'm sharing with you does relate to that. And nothing really gets your audience to say, wow, me too. This is amazing. I never knew that. Tell me more than leading with story. Now I talk about digital storytelling and this is a concept that is really rising uh, because what we're all really familiar with is brand story, which is typically our one story, our founder story, our, our hero's journey, whatever you want to call it, your about me page. But what is being demanded of us as content creators are is digital storytelling, which is more micro stories that are intertwined into every piece of content that we create, or as I've mentioned, a standalone story that connects to our audience. This concept is something that does take time to master. And I'm really excited to share with you that I am going to be creating a brand new program all around digital storytelling. If you wanna get more details about this program that I'm launching later this month, you can go to brandmary.com story. That's B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com story and join the waitlist. I'm going to teach you how to master the art of digital storytelling, which is a tried and true practice, a tried and true way of communicating with your audience no matter what you sell and is being required of you in today's digital age. I've been using it, like I said, for eight years and it has never failed me, not once. And I'm excited to finally break it down and share it with you in this upcoming course. So definitely go to brandmary.com story for more details. And uh, I hope to see you inside the program. In the next few weeks, I'm also going to be sharing additional podcast episodes and live videos all around storytelling. So be sure to check those out as well. But my friend, if you are feeling uninspired, falling out of love with your content creation, 
Try this approach and let me know how it goes. All right, number four. It is really easy to fall into an industry trap. What I mean by that is when we are content creators, we are often looking at what other people are doing. Okay, I understand that. Very, very, very important to understand what's happening in your industry. But something that can happen, whether it's intentional or not, is that we start to default or piggyback off of trends or things that we see other people are doing. And sooner or later, it becomes just this, ooh, what's so-and-so doing? Or how are they doing this trend? Or blah, 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 blah. And all of the inspiration that is needed for strong content creation falls away. So what I encourage you to do, and something I started doing years ago, is actually looking for inspiration outside of my industry. So I still follow a few people from time to time, but the majority of the people that I'm following on social media and podcasts I'm listening to, blogs I'm reading, are outside of my industry. They're still content creators because I do think that that is incredibly helpful to follow somebody that understands, but they're not talking about branding. They're not even talking about business. One of my favorite podcasts, Money with Katie, if you aren't familiar with it, I highly recommend you check it out. It's all about finances. It's all about money. And I absolutely love listening to it for my own personal development, but also because I get so inspired by some of the fun things that she is doing that I'm not seeing other people do in my industry. It's also really cool to see trends that might be working here and adapt them for my industry. So if you find that you're really uninspired, stop looking at other people who do the same thing as you and start looking outside of this little bubble because it really challenges you to get creative and it also inspires you in a completely different way. And we're all about maintaining your authenticity here. So it's really, really, really important that we're not just copying and pasting what other people are doing, right? Right. Okay. Number five, make it a game. All right, I have been talking about experimenting and making things a game this year, making money a game, content a game. I'm just like really riding this wave because when I think of games, I think of fun. And I want these different things in my business to be fun, don't you? So I encourage you for the next 30 days to create a game around your content creation. What is one thing, two things, three things that you're going to do or challenge yourself to experiment and play with? Because that's really how we develop the types of things that we love to do in business. We experiment, we play, but I get it. It can feel like there's so many rules around us on how we do this and how we make reels. And if you don't have these things, it doesn't work. Yada, 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 yada. <laughs> Too many rules. Let's have some fun with it. So a couple ideas for you could be Challenge yourself to trying something new every single day for 30 days, a different form of content. Maybe it's different types of carousels, different types of reels, different types of things that you are seeing on social media. Maybe challenge yourself to play and see how many times you can repurpose a piece of content just to see what happens. Maybe you're thinking about getting on another platform. Give yourself 30 days to play with it and be really consistent with it. Another thing that I really encourage you to do is try something knowing that you might just suck at it. It's okay. The first time I did live video, I was 
dreadful. It was so bad. And yet I learned so much and I kept going and I kept refining and I kept learning and I kept adapting and I kept paying attention to what I loved and what I didn't love. I left the things I didn't love alone and I kept changing it. And here I am eight years later still sharing video content all because I took that chance and knew I was going to suck in the beginning. It is okay to suck in the beginning. Nobody is great in the beginning. What is What you're really wanting to do is challenge yourself, change your mindset to it's okay to not be great. It's okay that not every single thing that I create gets great engagement, but start paying attention to what does and start paying attention to what feels good and feels exciting. If you create a podcast and that feels a million times easier than creating social media content, then Put your energy toward the podcast and use these awesome repurposing tools to then just put it out on social media. You're not going to know unless you let yourself have a little fun with it. Okay? We're having fun in business this year, dang it. This is what we're doing. Sounds like a sounds like a task, right? You will have fun. But I'm serious. If you're not having fun, it's not freaking worth it. And I really do believe that content creation can be fun if we allow ourselves to experiment and find what works for us. And so many of so much of that really comes down to your authenticity, where it feels good for you to show up, what your capacity is, finding the tools that work for you, telling stories about your experience and your life and connecting with your audience, looking outside of your industry for inspiration and, and better alignment so you don't feel like you're sucked into comparisonitis or, you know, really putting yourself down because somebody got better engagement than you did on the same trend. Have fun with it because those things will keep you, they will keep you from showing up. And that's not what this is about. This is about you showing up, sharing your brand, sharing your story, sharing your gifts with the world. So I hope that this episode really inspired you to look at content creation in a different way. No, we didn't talk about character count. No, we didn't talk about structure. No, we didn't talk about trends. No, we didn't talk about how to be on the For You page because guess what? That's not what it's really about. When you can create quality content that is aligned with you and speaks so clearly to your ideal customer and you consistently do that, the results will come. But you've got to get started and you've got to get re-inspired. So let's fall back in love with content creation and let's do the dang thing. Sound good? Thank you again for joining me for today's episode. Next week, we're going to dive into more nitty gritty pieces around storytelling, digital storytelling and brand storytelling. So I hope you'll join me next week for another episode. And just a quick reminder, head to brandmary.com story to learn more about the digital storytelling course to either join the waitlist or if doors have officially opened at the time of you listening to this, you can also go to brandmary.com story and get details on joining us inside of the program. I will be back with another episode next week and I will see you then. Hey there, Authentic Brand Builder. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'm Michelle Knight, your podcast host and founder of BrandMary.com, where I teach entrepreneurs how to harness the power of brand storytelling to create recurring clients and raving fans in the most authentic way 
possible. I'm so excited to bring you these new episodes every Thursday. You can tune in on your favorite podcast platform, or you can watch the video recording over on YouTube. Just head to brandmary.com slash YouTube to subscribe. And I would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform as well. I have a ton of resources waiting for you on my website, brandmary.com. If you are looking to dive deeper into brand storytelling, building an authentic brand online, understanding sustainable marketing strategies, time management, and more. I have been an entrepreneur for over eight years, running my company and scaling it to multiple six figures a year and over a million dollars in revenue. So when I tell you I've got a lot of goodies waiting for you over at brandmary.com, I'm not lying. If you'd like to take our relationship a step further, you can also join my email list. At the Brand Mary community, I am sending weekly emails and tips, suggestions, things I'm seeing behind the scenes, ways for you to improve your entrepreneur journey and ultimately create your authentic brand online. In order to get join the email list, you can go to brandmary.com slash subscribe. That's brandmary.com slash subscribe to join our community. Thanks again for tuning in. I can't wait to bring you a new episode next week. As always, go out there, build your authentic brand, and own your story. 